and welcome back to Inane Blather, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only podcast on the internet completely centered around um, political struggles of the Chilean peoples of the 19th century. Mm-hmm. I hope you've all been keeping up. Um, when there when, will be know. a test, <laughs> yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. That's Jalo. Oh, shoot, <laughs> I need to uh, change uh, something while I'm recording here. This is great. Mm-hmm. I love it. Great content. Um, bro, I can't do it while I'm recording. Oh my god. I just want to read this little quote from okay. Tucker Carlson. <laughs> okay, that Go says, um. If my brother committed a mass murder, I would not criticize him in public. Then this was in response to um, his brother um, saying about a, a spokesperson. Murder? No, a spokesperson um, like a, for whoever. doesn't matter. Um, <clears throat> no chance has this girl ever had a pearl necklace. Spooge neck? Ew. I don't think so. More like labia face. He sent that, his brother sent that in an accidentally all reply email to all of these people. <laughs> it is crazy to me how people still reply all this stuff. I don't get it. It happens at work oh. all the time. And I'm like, I don't care. Why? You don't, no one cares. Yeah. Don't respond, reply all. I know. Oh my God. Anyway. And also, uh, he said, I just talked to my brother about his response, and he assures me he meant it in the nicest way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, unlike Tucker Carlson, we are... Uh, headstrong, stubborn, quibbling, self-centered, vindictive, obnoxious, hormonal, sexually preoccupied, evil, thieving, cross-dressing jerks. And I don't know how that went, because, like I said, I couldn't change things while I'm recording, and I can't hear mm-hmm. any of the sound drops. So, that's great. It worked. Um, <laughs> Maybe I can mm-hmm. uh, kind of change something here. Okay. Um, let me just uh, double check. That was, okay. and I don't say this lightly, worse, worse than, than 100 September 11th. Okay. And that's speaking of our that's the show. previous no. episode, <laughs> episode 40, <laughs> uh, one that will go down in the annals of history, not mm-hmm. annals. <laughs> if yeah. history has a butthole, then that's where that's the show where goes. Going. Um <laughs> So, I was uh, talking to you before this, um, like, I'm heated, right, over something Mm -hmm. that happened six years ago, seven years ago. (laughs) Well, when you put it like that. (laughs) Yeah, no, so it's just because I like music. That's the show. Ooh, unpopular opinion. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly. I like music a lot. Um, But uh, I just learned today, I mean, because I like music, I generally don't give a single fleck of a piece of shit about the Grammys, right? But Mm -hmm. still, it can Mm -hmm. still get under my skin. And still, I mean, especially outside of like the big album of the year thing um lots of stuff is great and uh people get recognition for things i mean it's just not the big the big things i mean it it's interesting um i forget where i read it but there are great breakdowns of uh all of the absolute misses 
uh, for album of the year that the Grammys mm-hmm. have done for like the last 40 years where like you go through the list and they say the album of the year and they're like, you know what should have won now that we look back on it 30 years later yeah. and the albums that got snubbed are like, oh my God, you just take a, a, a playlist of these snubs and it's some of the greatest music made in the last half century or something. It's crazy how much they get it wrong is there a common denominator with these wrong ones well yeah i mean uh part of this example part (laughs) of the reason yeah that i got brought up i mean there is uh a kind of a white hegemonic uh uh thing going on here yeah (laughs) um but also yeah because of this um i was watching ro ramden's new video who i recommend to everyone i absolutely Love their content. Um, really funny, fast-paced, stream of consciousness, absurd humor with all this stuff, and some really deep, good, uh, sometimes heartwarming or gut-wrenching commentary. It's really great. Um, I've seen her on uh, uh, Noah Sampson <laughs> in the background before. Mm. Uh, they're friends, I guess. But, um, but anyway, I had said that I was... Today, years old, when I learned that in 2016, Taylor Swift's album, 1989, won album of the year over beating out To Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar. (laughs) Where's that drop? Yeah, or, ah! m- or more like fucking stupid f word, bitch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> seriously. But uh, like, not only I mean, um, and I like music. And I'm not. I'm definitely not totally one that's just like, ooh, if it's pop music, it's garbage. Like, no, I, I not like that. I mean, Taylor Swift has made some decent music for sure uh, here and there. I'm never like a big fan of these types of people or anything. But regardless. I mean, number one, regardless of how good Taylor Swift's one, uh, album may or may not have been, To Pimp a Butterfly was a landmark mm-hmm. album, like, agreed upon one of the greatest hip-hop albums ever produced. Like, just yes. straight up. Like, I remember when it came out, listening to it 1,000 times, and thinking, like, mm. I mean, I am just, you know, I'm just this guy, you know? I mean, I'm just some <laughs> fucking white guy from rural America, but I like music, I make music, I know music, and I'm like, mm-hmm. this is... This and is I music. listened to a lot of hip-hop, like, and, and, uh, and older hip-hop, too, especially um, because... I'm a white guy. <laughs> that, mm-hmm. I'm a quote unquote white guy that loves hip hop. So, in other words, I have to listen to early to mid '90s uh, <laughs> East Coast uh, rap. But, mm-hmm. um, but anyway, I mean, but on top also, of that, I, did you know 1989 isn't even Taylor Swift's best album? It's a piece of shit. I don't get it. I hate that yeah. album. I've heard a lot you know, of it. It sucks. <laughs> the. To Pimp a Butterfly, um, I'm pretty sure also uh, won like a Pulitzer or something like that. Um, Let's see. Oh, he won it for Damn. 
but oh, he's a damn's really good. He's too. a Pulitzer Prize winning artist, and you're gonna tell me that Taylor Swift's album is better than his? <laughs> wrong, like just wrong, like not even. It, you know, it's funny. Uh, Ro Ramden brought it up in the video. There's so many different things you can look at. Um, because there's different ways of judging what would make something the album of the year. But um, she was like, you know, going off of like, uh, let's just look at aggregate critic scores and stuff like that. Out of all the um, the albums that were nominated, and a couple of them, I was like, oh, that was that year. That was a good album. Alabama Shakes, uh, Sound and Color, mm-hmm. that's a good album. Mm-hmm. I, I don't mm-hmm. see it as album of the year al- uh quality but it's great not better than to pimp a butterfly no yeah exactly and that's it, like the it is that seems better like than 1989 ideal of what a art best album of the year <laughs> album would be it was that is art. like that uh, um yes but even the by a pulitzer prize winning <laughs> artist yeah <laughs> like that that's high literally like, I mean, living the american dream when you're talking about <laughs> genre bending and like being like um like a someone who's like in the field and if what is it called when you're like have an imagination? You know, like <laughs> creative. An, an, the no, creative field. ML? Stop God talking about it. a black yeah. person being in the field, Natalie. God no. damn. Jeez. When you're oh, an innovator, no. <laughs> you're yeah. like innovating and like really changing things and yeah. doing things really different. What would be different about Taylor Swift's album? That's like, yeah. I mean, it's pop. So the- like, so you have to be like pretty really good fucking pop to be out of the just regular like yeah this is good pop even the taylor swift fan that was the subject of this video um who was oh my gosh it was enraging it was so enraging but anyway even that fan like their thing about like she brought uh she brought the 80s back with that album and it's like what that's not what that out like even if if that were the case, that's still not good enough. But also, no, she didn't. Mm. It's just called 1989. That's the year she was born. <laughs> like, that's what I thought. I was, I was like, like uh, it what does that mean? It's pop music doesn't sound 80s at all. I listen to a lot of 80s music. <laughs> but uh, anyway, mm. um, the, even the critic uh, aggregated critic scores uh, out of all of the nominated ones, there was the the weekend. Um, I think was in the low to mid eighties. Um, Sound and color, Alabama Shakes was like eighty or seventy nine. Yeah, Taylor Swift's nineteen eighty nine was like a seventy six, seventy four. Yeah, and nice. yeah, to pimp a butterfly, you know, it was a ninety eight. It's a mm-hmm. seminal landmark milestone of an album. <laughs> it's just incredibly so mad. But, even uh, the stuff like the interludes with his like. Yeah. Uh, what is he There's saying? The thing word, is like meeting, meeting Lucifer and stuff yeah. and all this kind of stuff. And 1980 fucking nine over that. <laughs> I mean, have I listened to that album? No. Do I need to know? Do I need to to know that it's not as good as To Pimp a Butterfly? <laughs> also, no. It's like well, not I even have. a question. There's no I have listened way. To it. I've listened no. to Taylor Swift songs and there's nothing that I would be like, whoa, this is like transformed formative oh my god <laughs> yeah. is this taylor swift are you serious there's no any and of her songs would i be like and it's i'd be fine. like maybe yeah this is a fun song yeah, yeah i like 
Her stuff gets stuck in my head. I'm like, sure, whatever. It's music. But yeah. well, yeah, I'll give her bar. that. It's music. Yeah. <laughs> and she writes her own songs, and that's cool. You don't Fine. see that all the time. Whatever. You know, but I it's like, you know like who else so writes their own songs? Overrated. Every fucking rapper that's ever cracking the top 40. <laughs> like, duh. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> I just, yeah. I just can't imagine listening to that album start to finish and being like, whoa, that was so good (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) maybe be like yeah that was a good album yeah and it's not something else that's the thing it's not (laughs) even her best work i mean some of it is like straight up cringe like i can't believe that like i just it's funny because i don't really follow the album of the year stuff and that's why i just learned that today i was like wait that one because even i remember it being a little polarizing then when people were like no it's great and people Me were like nah, it kind of fell of flat a... you know and stuff mm-hmm. like you know it was a critic score of like a a c plus you c, know yeah c plus fine. It's, <laughs> yeah it's like fine it's fine but it must have obviously been really popular so i guess it just all, ugh, yeah, yeah, but that, that seems like doesn't always do it with album of the year. I mean, and it should. And like, what a swing sure. and a miss for the Grammys to not like how who who judges the like who awards them because it's like, uh, you're gonna pick this rap album or this like white 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 girl. Like, I mean, even for the their own optics, if you're being cynical like that, mm-hmm. uh, because they obviously don't care about the quality of the music, uh, then. Like who were you? <laughs> Was it? I don't think you're gonna get any now more I'm, people on your. S- now I'm wondering if I'm getting this right. Yeah, let's see. Um, yeah, most nominations. Uh, Kendrick Lamar with eleven. Most awards. Kendrick Lamar with five. And let's see. Oh come on. I thought this would be a lot easier. They just couldn't let a black man sweep the Grammys. Nominated record of the year, <laughs> Uptown Funk. Yeah, yeah. There's some good. There's some good stuff there too. Uptown Funk. That's a good. Uh, you know, song of the year. Thinking out loud. Ed Sheeran. Oh, yeah. Blank space. Taylor Swift. I can't feel my face. The weekend. Oof. That was oh, big. Yeah. yeah Uptown but, Funk uh, is a really fun song too. But yeah, album of the year, 1989. Taylor Swift. Mm. Sound and Color, mm. Alabama Shakes to Pimp a Butterfly. Chris Stapleton, man, that was his huge height. Oh, yeah. Yeah, his album, Traveler. And then The I Weeknd, like uh, Beauty Behind the Madness. Ew. Mm. Ed Sheeran's Thinking Out Loud, one song of the year. <laughs> oh, Over so, Uptown Funk? And on top of that, so um, I opened up, uh, yeah, well, I mean, no, Uptown Funk won record of the year. I don't know how they oh. how they do oh, these, but oh. uh, song of the year was Thinking Out Loud. What was it, what was it up against, song of the year? Um, Does it say? I don't know. All right. Pharrell Williams. Who is, I don't uh-huh. remember these songs. I don't know that. Yeah. Oh. Um, oh, maybe that's why. Oh, because song of the year gets awarded to the songwriters. Yeah, because, um, yeah, blank space written by Max Martin, Shellback, and Taylor Swift. So it's Shellback not about how good the song Swift. is. It's about the lyrics. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, all right. Oh, duh. Okay, because I'm like, who is this? I'm like, oh, it's from To Pimp a Butterfly. So thinking out loud, I'm going to be all right. I'm going to be all yeah. right. Oh, such a great song. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> and Sam Smith won no, over that? Ed Sheeran. So. I mean, or whatever. Yeah, who fucking <laughs> yeah. cares? Yeah. No, wait, no, we're not going to be those anti-pop people. Um, no, I like good I pop like, music. I actually like Sam Smith. Yeah, and I like some when it's stuff. like best new artist, uh, you know, sometimes that's great. But yeah, pop. Let's see, dance electronic stuff, Skrillex with Justin Bieber. Ew. Anyway, I got to stop reading this. So then it it, uh, it got my blood boiling again um, mm-hmm. when I opened up the New York Post, as one does. As you are wont to do. As I am wont to, as, no, I am not, but I, <laughs> I do it for some reason. Yeah. Um, for you people. Just kind of scrolling through, um, and I forgot that, uh, oh, what the heck, I had the article opened up here. Um, I forgot. The New York uh, Post it even has a got great mentioned. Website, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have to open it in my porn viewing browser with that <laughs> ad blocking stuff on it. That's the only yeah, way I read the New York Post. Yeah. It's true. Uh, but uh, yeah, um, yeah uh, I had learned about the uh, Ed Sheeran um, copyright uh, debacle from R.M. Brown. He had mentioned that mm. I think on Friday or last last yeah. week at some point, um, and of course, the of course once again, a songwriter is being sued by the estate of Marvin Gaye. I don't know. I knew it. What yeah. is wrong with these people? Why they want to? Uh, you know what? Trash I don't know. His What's legacy. going on? Nice. That's well. Let's talk God. about it. Let's get it on. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, nice. this and yeah, Ed Sheeran's thing. Uh, they're saying he lifted something from "Let's Get It On." So um, I think that uh, this they family, already... what they really need is some sexual healing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no, well, they think they need more money somehow. Like what the fuck? <laughs> like music. I mean, it's already unfortunate enough that. We live in a society <laughs> but that we live in an economy. In an economy. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, but uh, that, you know, I mean, I want artists to be paid for their work because we live under capitalism. Marvin Gaye so, is dead. But yeah, the <laughs> estate of Marvin Gaye did not write any of those fucking songs. And I know. yeah, who did they, uh, they got... Um, what's his name? Uh, is it Robin Thick? Robin Thick. Okay, mm-hmm. I was gonna say Alan Thick for that is song. The actor. But I was like, yeah, I <laughs> yeah. can kind of see it. I mean, I, I can see it once it was like, pointed oh out. Oh my it, gosh, a funky was... bass line. Yeah, it's gonna sound like one Marvin Gaye song. Like, come on. Like, and, and that one it's is a totally, totally different song. Yes. Like, it's I can see. I definitely know the song that they're obviously that it is like a sample almost, but. But also, isn't that kind of like how music mm-hmm. works? Is you're building yes. off of the foundations that you've listened to, it used and like to Marvin be... Gaye was unbelievably popular and incredibly influential. Yeah. He's a cultural icon, so duh, he's gonna have an influence. And and what would the point be of him making music if no one listened to it? He's an R and B artist from back in the era where that's how people got popular was from playing other people's songs, like how big uh important music from back then it's just known that it's like well i mean that's that's uh, you know 
All Along the Watchtower by Jimi Hendrix. It's not a Jimi Hendrix song. It, Bob yeah. Dylan wrote that song. But he so had the good version. Like uh, the Rolling Stones got popular uh, when they were first just touring around playing, you know, R&B slash rock and roll. And so they played a lot of other hits and stuff like that. And they do their own spin. That's why prior to this era, this modern era and stuff, there are things called jazz standards that just yeah. people write them. Everyone fucking plays them, you know, and Otis has Redding their own and thing. Aretha Franklin both put out the song Respect. How many people have done Try a Little Tenderness, you know? Like, yeah. there's so many songs. Proud Mary. There's so much more sharing Bye Bye before. Blackbird. I don't know what kind of... That's man, been done by so yeah. many artists and stuff. And now it's just and yeah, like... Yeah, jazz standards are always my example. I'm like, you know how yeah. many versions of Fly Me to the Moon there are? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, exactly. a billion? <laughs> Blue Skies... <laughs> Stuff like that, yeah, and it's like, mm-hmm. but just this money grubbing, like I can understand, cash grab. yeah, it's a cash grab. I mean, and <laughs> as as an artist, no, <laughs> but as someone who's played music and stuff, or quote unquote written music, um, like I get written it, like music? I, I, you know, I hear. It bothers me. I hear like pop music where they just use an older song Mm -hmm. and then it becomes popular. And then people are like, yeah, I like that song. It's like, you know, that's Blue by Eiffel 65. It was really popular in 1999. They're like, oh, I didn't know that. It's like, it's literally the song. They just reuse it. They have permission. Like, I'm blue, daba, dee, daba, da. Yeah, there's a song that does... That's a song out now? Yeah, it's from, like, last year. Sophie really liked it. I was like, what the heck? And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's like... a great song. (laughs) Yeah, it's because... um, I mean, that, like, uh, melody um, is just used. And I'm sure that's with permission because Mm -hmm. of copyright issues. But that almost gets me more, where it's just like... It just seems like a, a fucking stock investment in a song where it's like, well, this works. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just like the the musical version it's of not creative. like how it's mm-hmm. all Star Wars and superhero movies, you know, because it works. Mm-hmm. And so they can just plug mm-hmm. in things. And that's been more and more over the past decade or something. Like you suddenly hear we're old enough to be like, oh, yeah. that song came out in like 1996. Like, what the fuck? And it's like, yeah. it's just reused. But Someone writing their own song, like, and doing something similar, or even even completely fucking biting it, in my opinion, and copying it, paying homage to it, and using it in a different song, mm-hmm. it sh- there should be nothing wrong with that. Like, I agree. the only difference in those two situations is that two fucking record labels gave each other permission to make money off of these artists. That's the only (laughs) difference. Like, it's so gross. Like, that has nothing to do with music. Uh, That is gross. (sighs) I'm imagining these executives just, like, handing cash, like, back and forth to each other. Yeah, exactly. While people are like, like, yeah, while there's musicians (laughs) just, like, getting strung out on drugs and, like, pouring their heart into music and touring and Mm -hmm. bleeding fingers and, you know, Mm -hmm. getting divorced (laughs) and stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, for their... for the music and someone's like sure yeah uh, you you know with these this royalty fee you can 
chop out that melody and use it because that's mine because I'm the record company. Like, yeah, that's just a mm-hmm. whole fucking thing. It's yeah, gross. record companies and intellectual property and all of that has always bothered me. Like, yeah. I think it's a really weird thing uh, to own those kinds of things like that become a to part of the culture. Like how, and Disney is such a really good example of that, how they really, you know, they own their stuff like, well, now Mickey Mouse original, Steamboat Willie or whatever. Isn't <laughs> he, like, He's going to become... Public because domain. so many other things are like in perpetuity like Oliver? forever yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and it just seems weird like that you just get to keep owning it especially things like yeah marvin gay walt disney's fucking dead you know like these people yeah. like anything that they had a hand in like it just seems weird i'm like man all these movies from the 90s they should all be free <laughs> like all of these yeah. things are they're just part of like the public's like we paid for them by watching them originally and making them popular. <laughs> it's all part of like are the fabric of our society yeah. now. And then you have to be and you know intellectual property um uh as a money-making tool that's being passed down to other people, I think is wrong. Like even like even if you could say I mean cuz there's the the argument like well, someone created something if, it's just like if they had a business idea, made this business, and made mm-hmm. all this money for their kids, for future generations. Like, that's a thing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in how we live our lives. It's hard sure. to, uh, like, um, not want people to be able to do that. It's either all or nothing, in my opinion, either that doesn't exist at all for anyone. And as soon as you die, literally all of your wealth is liquidated. Um, and if and we, we lived live in a, a nicer society, then it wouldn't be such a... F- yeah. It wouldn't be such a fucking problem yeah, mer- for your parents to have to leave something for you because yes. you already had a nice life. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but- so so that would have, yeah, we'd need large sweeping systemic changes for that to happen. So you want people to be able to leave something for their future generations because they fucking mm-hmm. labored for it. But sure, like, of course. But for the idea itself, for like a, for intellectual property or music especially it just bugs me mm-hmm. but like it's art i mean like someone yeah. else did that though like if they wanted if marvin gay wanted to take that money that he made from that song while he was it. alive yeah. and put it in a bank mm-hmm. account then you get it there you go you don't get to keep making money yeah. off of it you didn't write I the know. song and you know what's annoying <laughs> you know you people know owning you know, like record companies or like uh, what what like Universal Studios, like studios and stuff owning movies or producers yeah. or whatever. You know, the worst thing about this Harvey Weinstein guy <laughs> is that now I can't the watch hypocrisy. Dogma on no. <laughs> on anything. No, because it won't be like won't be released because he would be making money off of it or whatever. Like, oh, are you serious? Uh, dog- Yes, I was just talking like about you cannot get it on a stream. I just watched it with Zach, really? actually, because he had a version of it. It reminded me so. of Zach, because he had yeah, me watch that movie. Yeah, we watched it last week. Um, it's a good movie, and, it's fun. Uh, it's a great movie, it's really fun, and uh, uh, I was really annoyed that there couldn't be, like, oh, what, so we could just start taking people's property away? And I'm like, yeah, fucking no. Harvey Weinstein's <laughs> yes. not going to make any more money off of his movies. He's a rapist, guys. Yeah. Like, why can't we allow for some sort of, what I would say, common sense to this capitalist structure? <laughs> but it, that's what it comes down to is that capitalism has no fucking morals or anything like that because we couldn't just agree as a society that when people do things like that, maybe some of their stuff 
they lose it's not a right because it's not a right i don't know to make money off some film that you help produce whatever but like that you literally just invested money into yeah like why and you know who loses out is the people that it was actually created for like those things it doesn't matter if you make a movie if no one fucking sees it really like you made it but so (laughs) it doesn't matter if you make a podcast if no one listens to it (laughs) (laughs) i mean but no one's taking that from us (laughs) (laughs) but uh it just seemed yeah that's what a what a fucking privileged thing <laughs> i'm no. talking about <laughs> no i yeah, mean it's like oh my gosh i can't watch this movie that i no, want to watch it's just but a, it's... it's a totally valid example that, that makes i mean i don't know there's yeah and it like, seems common sense that that could be um punitive if you get put in rape in jail for rape yeah. or prison for rape, you don't get to make any more money off of the movies you help produce. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, is that like, too much to ask? They'll take away <laughs> poor black people's right to vote when they're in jail in Florida, but <laughs> yeah. uh, Harvey Weinstein would keep making money from a movie yeah, that he you made have the in right 1996 make... or something? Like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I think That's it came America out later for you. That, but anyway. It was 1992. Seven oh, or something like that. Dang. I, I don't know. Yeah, it was pretty. It was close. one of the two, but it was definitely worth. I mean, Alanis Morissette was in it, so uh, it was in the nineties. I'm guessing. So it was uh, <laughs> very a uh, fun. Yeah, like Matt Damon and Ben Affleck together. Oh, yeah. There, it's the only time I really ever liked Ben Affleck. So it's uh it's quite a a fun ride. And no, you George said that his Batman Carlin, was your favorite Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I never said that. <laughs> George Carlin okay, is like Natalie. the bishop or whatever. Yeah, that's the He's first so thing that comes funny. to mind for I totally me. forgot about Buddy Christ. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, the whole campaign where they're like trying to make appeal to the youth so they have a statue of Jesus like winking and smiling and like finger guns. It's yeah. Buddy Christ. I know. I, yeah, I know so someone funny. who has a tattoo of that but Buddha. It's uh, like nice. a buddy Buddha. Buddy Buddha. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Buddha, my buddy. Man, splitting up, I mean, recording these episodes more often <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, yeah, cutting them short really, uh, uh, I feel like uh, it just flies by. Like, mm-hmm. man. Um, so did you have anything else to say just in general? Um because we had some, <laughs> I have some things written down, uh, mm-hmm. and we have some uh, feedback from the audience. <laughs> no, uh-huh. but uh, I wrote, I wrote, I wrote on one. I'm changing my name to Max Volume. I think, uh, <laughs> but then underneath it, I wrote, no, I'm changing my name to Klutz B Turgid. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, what a horrible name. And to look at, I bet that's a really ugly Klutz B. Turgid. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's pronounced Klutz, what? but it, and yeah, it's still pronounced Turgid. <laughs> yeah. Like Buck Turgidson. Um, you know, from, uh, you know, uh, okay, let's see. Let me go and see who, uh, okay, um, from user. <laughs> Flunk gristle. <laughs> no, not really. Because <laughs> we have so many people. Uh, 
Flunk Gristle. Uh, I thought of this today, too, as well as Flunk Gristle 99. R.M. R.M. Brown in just today's episode was pointing out once again uh, conservatives with these huge YouTube channels and high subscriber mm-hmm. numbers where it's oh, like they yeah. just bought, A million subs- bought subscribers. subscribers and 24,000 yeah, views. <laughs> like how Charlie Kirk consistently gets fewer views on his videos than R.M. Brown does. And R.M. Brown just barely yeah. passed 50,000 subscribers. But, um, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's just that. Like, of course, there's some... Uh, chicanery going on here or just <laughs> buying uh subscriptions but also mm-hmm. i uh flunk gristle says <laughs> uh-huh oh wait no this wasn't flunk gristle oh it it's uh it grunk finagle scruffy 24 oh <laughs> um mm-hmm. no it said uh the bit the the other reason right wing content creators have big subscriber numbers but low view counts is because these people don't actually like watching them. It's actually yeah. just how could it's you? just online virtue signaling to be publicly subscribed. Like, yep, it's just supporting <laughs> them. Is like these are the people that I'm subscribed to. It's yeah. like they don't. I mean, I religiously follow the the people that i subscribe to i love it yeah. i love their content that's why i'm subscribed that's why mm-hmm. i just watched ro ramden's new video why i just watched nick is not green's new video uh noah Sampson put something out yesterday that was mm-hmm. great and of course i watch arm brown every fucking day <laughs> yeah and uh yeah you're like a member of their communities yeah. but these people are just being like oh i watch michael knowles and i watch charlie kirk and they can say it because they subscribe to it yeah Yeah. and they're like so they just see the titles of things like d'angelo wallace just came back from being off of youtube for like nine months and just everyone was so excited that he came back with another video that it was he had like 1.4 million views on his new video in like two days or something yeah and it's great and he's a great content creator um, it's like, mm-hmm. and people that I don't watch their stuff and I realize I don't really like their content as much. Uh, if it pops up, I'm like, oh yeah. And it's just unsubscribe. Like, cause I don't need yeah. it. I mean, cause I watch these other people like, uh, yeah, don't fill up my feed. There's gotta be something to that. Cause it's way less than like Twitter where, yeah, I mean, you craft your bubble, you know, it's, uh, it's all Twitter is, Online bubble crafting, uh, <laughs> online bubble crafting <Liberals>. software. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, you know, but when you do that and you follow these sets of people, that's what Twitter is for you now. Twitter is the, mm-hmm. at least if you're in your following feed, not not in the for you page. I don't go back to that. Yeah, anymore. I heard it's all Nazis. <laughs> yeah, I mean it is for me, and it's like it's because I hate Nazis, and so Twitter's like, mm-hmm. well, here's something you'll engage with. It's just three pages yeah. of Sneeko, uh, Ian Miles Chong, uh, Andrew Tate, Roy Dunn. Uh, the only reason it isn't Paul Buffano. <laughs> yeah, the only reason it isn't <laughs> Elon Musk constantly is because I haven't blocked, you know, so he doesn't yeah. show up in my feed, but. Um, but yeah, it's Twitter when you do that and it's following it's that creates the entire experience there. I mean, it's just that's yeah. what's happening in your feed, you know, but uh, that's Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, that's Twitter. It is. 
not good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, anyway, um, I, I haven't been able to hear the soundboard, but uh, I'll just say... It's, that was a really nice one. Thanks, Inane Blather. Mm, thank you, Aww, RM what Brown. A guy. He's like, uh, yo, yeah, that's right, because this show is hosted by two... Head-bonked individuals. <laughs> yes. <laughs> HBIs. HBI, baby. Two HBIs on a show called... Oh, it didn't work. Inane Blather. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> called Dead Air. Called, yeah. uh, this is the worst music I've ever heard, honestly. This is like truly <laughs> offensive. That that goes more in line with what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's Pippa Butterfly was good, but 1989? This is the worst music I've ever heard. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, so if we're going to cut it off, well, anything? Thanks, R.M. Brown. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Zach. And Amy and, and Ryan uh, and Kelsey and mm-hmm. uh, Umberto and everyone. Yeah, all these people that have nothing better to do with their lives. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> I would recommend so just much. listening <laughs> to it. Can you imagine one of our friends just sitting there and listening to it without doing something else at the same time? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Just today, Wendy said, she was like, yeah, it was for great because it was kind of, I like your guys' voices. And I just sat there doing work and it just kind of washed over me <laughs> i was like good because <laughs> don't listen to what we're saying like no. a dull roar you know that you kind of just get used to <laughs> yeah <so>. just <laughs> screeching idiots um mm-hmm. yeah the sound and the fury that's uh that's us faulkner faulkner haven't seen it. <laughs> Not good. You what? <laughs> okay. Nice. Well, this episode was worse than 100 September 11th. And As we, we have know. you, the listener, to thank for that. We love you. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.